Let's see if you can both get the intro on the first try. Oh, now that you said something, there's no way it's happening. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Oblivion Song Podcast. This is a show where friends sit around and talk all you... things Oblivion Song. I'm sorry. I had it. That doesn't count against me. Would you say that he had it? Because he didn't say the Oblivion Song Podcast. He didn't emphasize, emphasize the the. Right. But I think, I would, I would say it doesn't count against you. Because I thought you were doing fine. So what if he gets he's, this one wrong? Does up. it count against him? No, because he screwed up the rhythm. Because the other one would have been... So one you free. get one fuck up. Okay, all right. All right. Hello and welcome to the Oblivion Song Podcast. This is a show where friends sit around and talk all things Oblivion Song, a comic book by Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo De Felici. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. I'm TJ. And I'm Bill. You can join us on the conversation and follow us on Twitter. Uh, our handle is at Oblivion Song. No. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> our Twitter is at Oblivion Patcast. Patcast? At Oblivion Patcast. What is it? At Oblivion Podcast. At Oblivion Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook. Um, you can email us at theoblivionsongpodcast at gmail.com. Um, before or after the show or during issues, whatever you wanted to do. So yeah. this issue. It's, as usual, episode 12. Issue, issue 12. Issue Which is always a coincidence. We were, we were expecting a pretty big issue, this one. Because it was the final issue in an arc. And it also culminates an entire year's worth of Oblivion Song. Twelve issues, twelve months. Mm -hmm. Every one of them was released on time. This is our twelfth episode. Twelfth so episode. Also been doing this for a year. Almost. Well, next next episode will be our one year like anniversary. Yes. Yes. Right. Because this would be the eleventh month. Yes. Right. We... Yeah. Because yeah. one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's our twelfth month, but mm -hmm. it's not like our, the, one, our birthday. Yeah. Exactly. Know? But it's not. No. That's not how... Oh, yeah, because it would the be... The first issue of Oblivion Song yeah. came out March... 9th. I wanted to say 9th. Yeah. But part of me wants to say 7th. I think you're right. I think it was oh. the 9th. No, you know what? I think it was the 7th, and our first episode came out on was the 9th. was the 9th. Yeah. Ah, that's what it that was. That, I think, is correct. Uh, anyways, yeah, here we are. 12 we issues are. in to Oblivion Song. 18th. 18th The 18th? March 18th. What? Was the first issue. No. What is that, then? I don't know. It's what it says on your issue one. It's definitely not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, CCG I, I, is wrong. I don't know why it says that, but... Yeah. Um, that's weird. Huh. It says March 18th is when it came out. Isn't that why it has the date under it? It's not, though. That's a special edition. You think it is? It could be. I don't think so. I think later. that all came out like, at the same time. Anyways. Who knows? Out. Anyways, welcome. Yes, we are here. To the Oblivion Song Podcast. Um... Yeah, so we're going to go over and recap uh, issue 12, and we're going to uh, read some emails that we got coming on later on. Later on and uh, uh, But first, we're going to talk about news, and normally we don't really have much news in the way of Oblivion Song. Um, we don't really this month either. However, there was an article that got released uh, from ICV2, which is a... a a website, IVC2 or ICV2.com. It's kind of like an, uh, an IGN of sorts, mm -hmm. but it's more uh, comic book related. They interviewed uh, Robert Kirkman, who was talking about Oblivion Song, who mentioned that issue 13, which is the next issue, which is next month, 
is going to like change the story significantly mm-hmm. and it's going to be regarding the faceless men and what he says about the faceless men he says there's this element of the faceless men that are these seemingly intelligent creatures that live in oblivion that people haven't really encountered very much that are only seen in the on the fringes of things in the first 12 issues those characters are very much coming to the forefront starting in issue 13 that's going to complicate matters exponentially for people on earth as they find out that oblivion is actually more is actually far more dangerous than they ever could have imagined hmm and the cover to issue 13 is like an astronaut looking guy i didn't I, 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 once again i did not look at the stupid cover for the next issue we we talked about it we tweeted about we did? it. Or, or yeah. we, it's we like shared all a pink. text about it. Mm. It's I'll actually a really cool cover. They're all cool, but yeah. It was the the cover for the last one went around right after we finished recording the last episode, so we didn't get to comment on it. Oh yeah, with the flag and the canister and it's, stuff. It's and a it, and it's, it's a homage to the first. The first, issue. yeah, right, yeah. Um, yeah, so I can't wait for the next issue, and that's going to start a brand new story arc that sounds like it's going to change some stuff. So that's kind of cool. And we've Hmm. been kind of talking about that, too, that we've been looking for kind of a change of pace. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, not even necessarily a change of pace, just, like, what really the comic is about. Getting more into the story and the characters and what's going on in Oblivion. Uh, Before we get into the comic, as always, let's do some pop culture news. Some pop culture news. Uh, Let's talk about movies. I saw Lego Movie 2. I was going to go see that. And I didn't, but I want to. <laughs> Wait, so no one else here has seen the Lego Movie Part Two? No. Wow. I know. I'm disappointed in wow. myself. I hear it's not as good. As the um, first one. it's not as it's not. I heard the opposite. It's actually. I feel it's, like they didn't advertise it like at all. No. Yeah, that's. I felt the same way. Like, I don't. But I don't really feel like the first movie was advertised in the same way. But this was very good. It was. The first 15 minutes had me dying, like I was crying, laughing. I heard it's um, really funny. It was extremely funny. Good. And the the like the message, like the heart of it was really good. Like surprisingly so. Awesome. So I'm yeah, excited to see it. Oh, and it's more of a musical. Cool. Because the director of this <clears throat> remember Phil Phil Lamar. Phil, Phil Miller. Phil Miller, yeah, Phil Miller and whatever they Chris they Miller. did um Phil Lord, Chris Miller, sorry. So they did uh Claudio with Chance Meatballs. Which, same kind of, like, humor mm-hmm. as the first Lego movie. This one was as funny, but it's from the director the director that did um, Trolls. I didn't see Trolls. You didn't see Trolls? Oh, What's Trolls looks really bad. No, it wasn't. I Katie said it likes looks it. really bad. Trolls was good. Katie likes it. I, I just haven't the, seen it yet. The songs, there there are, like, I bought the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. There's there's a song in it set, and it's called This Song's Gonna Get Stuck Inside Your Head. And it does. And it's so infuriating, but it's it's it was good. It was good. We'll see it. Um, Far From Home trailer, Spider-Man. Thoughts? Wow. What that, do you mean? That's come out within the last month since it we recorded? It came out since we last recorded, wow. yeah. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm, I'm, that's old. That's I old thought we talked so. about it last time, but yeah, I think it came not. out the week, either, that we, that, yeah. like the week after we recorded. Either, either way, it's Marvel. I mean, I don't... I, yeah, the Marvel trailers are hit or miss. Half the time, like the Captain Marvel ones, I'm stoked for Captain Marvel, but the trailers are just okay. But... I've never seen a bad Marvel movie, in my opinion. So I'm excited for it. I'm sure it'll be great. So the trailer's just okay. Culminating that also in the Avengers trailer. That is the exception. 
I think the Avengers trailer is perfect because it's not showing anything. It's a great tone piece. I disagree. It's super solid. Are you talking about the original, the first one, or that starts with Tony in space, or the Super Bowl TV I spot? I actually like the Super Bowl TV spot a little bit more. Well, I can't stand Captain's face where it looks like he's got peanut butter stuck in his mouth. I don't even know what like, you're talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about? I only about? saw it once. No. I'd have to watch it again. Look, watch, everyone that's listening, watch the trailer, the, the Super Bowl TV spot, and you will not be able to unsee Captain America having peanut butter stuck in his teeth. <laughs> okay. Like a dog. Like a dog. Like a dog. Um, Bill, so, TJ and I talked about it. Did you get a chance to see Bohemian Rhapsody yet? That was next no, on my list. No, I still haven't seen it. I saw it you about saw a month ago. You saw it and you ago. saw it? Yeah. Everyone I, saw it except for I didn't see it? I saw it about a month ago, Ryan. You saw it last week when you were on vacation? Uh, right before, so about two weeks ago. Uh, I liked it very much. Very much. Uh, the only negative thing that I could say, um, not to take away from the movie, but it did feel a little rushed because there's so much that goes on in Freddie Mercury's life that it kind of felt like they were just trying to like jam it all into a couple hours. Uh, the ending was amazing. I thought that uh, 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 Rami, I think is how you say his name, mm. Rami Malek, the guy that plays, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he was awesome. Yeah, he does um, Mr. Robot or whatever, right? Yeah. Oh, and he also played the Pharaoh in Night at the Museum. And he was also in wow, Twilight. Right. Who was he in, in Twilight? Twilight? He was some like random vampire at the end. He was like he played like a Russian vampire. Huh. All right. Yeah. See the thing, the, the all right. So okay. I have it. I have it right here. If you want to take three seconds and watch it, no thanks. Um, the thing about the Bohemian Rhapsody movie is that I <clears throat> know now. That it's not what I was hoping that it was going to be, which was going to be a which means you bi- can biopic pick. of Freddie Mercury. Like, I, I feel like I don't really need to see like them releasing hits and stuff like that. What you want it from a movie like that, I feel, is like the personal life of Freddie Mercury. So wait, what did you want to see? Which one? What I just said, the personal life of Freddie Mercury. You want to see what you're going to get, and like his death and stuff like that. Yeah, like, it, uh, I don't want it, yeah. it's it's oh, it's a little bit of both of those actually. Yeah. Like it was. I remember thinking, like, okay, it showed more of his personal life than I expected, mm-hmm. and it also showed more of them coming up with hits than I expected. But that doesn't take either of them all the way. It doesn't, okay, so commit, what, it doesn't commit to either of those solely. So knowing, what would you... Knowing more about Freddie Mercury, I think that the movie respected what he wanted them to show, if that puts it into okay. perspective. So yeah, what probably. would you give it out of a 10? I'd say eight and a half. I'd say an easy nine. Yeah. Easy nine? Yeah. Easy nine? Okay. All right. All right. Real so quick, two seconds showing me the... Captain America with peanut butter in his mouth for the trailer. I love that whole... No, that's not... So Are no. you kidding me? No. Are you no. kidding me? You're reaching. Reaching? Why was he going... It's, it's mm. him responding Delicious. to something. Mm. It's him uh. just like... No, it's... No. Yeah, no, that doesn't. I never. Thought I that. hated it. Moving I hated on. It. I hate. I hated that part. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon three comes out in uh, at the end of the month. Uh, that was two a, weeks. Yeah, that was another movie that I saw last month. What? I saw it. You saw How to Train Your Dragon three? Yep. At one of the uh, they did one of the early screenings. Yeah, they did an early screening at pretty much all of the Regals except for the one in Niagara Falls. How did how? And how did you not say anything about this? I was literally. Uh, it was the, actually the week. It wasn't. It wasn't like a month ago. It was the week that Ryan was on vacation. He was out of town, and I was literally just like driving around on a Saturday, and I was bored, and I looked to see what was playing at the movie to see if like I could see like one of the Oscar movies that I want to see or something. Okay. And it was just there, and it was only a one showing. It was completely sold out. Um, 
And yeah. you got in somehow. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I wasn't completely sold out. There were like one, two seats here and there Where scattered was that, throughout. Where was Regal? And it was at Regal. It was all the Regals. Trans- all Except the Regals? Not, not Niagara Falls, but yes. Um, I loved it. It was great. It was a perfect ending um, to the trilogy. It did was... you cry? No. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't cry. But it was... It, I, I can't really pick a favorite. I struggled to pick a favorite, but it was awesome. It was it was a, it was a great. You can't pick third a favorite movie. between one, two, or three. Here's the thing: if I had to, everyone's gonna, you guys are gonna be like, oh, one, absolutely one. It's not even a question. How cute mm-hmm. he was, the dragon, everything. No, I like two. Thinking about two, I feel like two was so underrated because two, it was. So emotional, but it, it and it didn't stop. Like first, it was like finding his mother, mm-hmm. and then seeing his mother and his father interact, mm-hmm. and then the ending with uh, the whole ending with his father mm-hmm. was stoic and was and with toothless and all of that. Like yeah. I, I actually think I like two the most. I to would. Be honest. I, I think that I like two. Well, there are things Th- in one that I like the most, like some of the the shots, you know, of him like going down through the flames to catch yeah. pick up, like. Stuff like that is what you remember from one. I will say I think that three has the best villain. And I think that if cartoon characters were real people, they were actors, then the villain from Ratatouille <laughs> plays the villain in How to Train Your Dragon 2. Or so three. he's like a they, foot they, tall? They, they look the same. Uh-uh. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was awesome. I loved it a lot. I definitely want to see it again, hmm. probably when it comes out again. Or, yeah, when it has the official release. Uh, let's talk comics. I said I wanted to start reading something new every time. Um, Did you get a new issue of your Midwest, whatever it's Middle called? Middle West? Yeah. So, speaking of which, we said on, uh, the, on the last episode, <laughs> we gave each other homework. And mine was Outer Darkness, which I read. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was fun, like you guys said. Mm-hmm. Um I'm halfway through the one that got released today. I didn't get to finish it because I was still preparing for the, you know, mm-hmm. for, uh, Oblivion song. It was good. I liked it. Was that surprising? Yeah. It's this, just fun. This, this issue is yeah. surprising. Like, it keeps digging into the lore and making it even more. It's Whoa. really. What? It's opening up the He's door saying... to. Outer Darkness. I just rhymed lore and door uh, and uh-huh. more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it's amazing how in-depth it goes mm-hmm. and how much detail he put into that. What was my homework? Middle West. Okay, and I read it here. You read the first issue here. I read it, yeah, before. Did you catch up? Was I supposed to read more? I didn't even know that more came out. I read four issues of Outer Darkness. Oh, shit. How much, how much, how much was there? It's only three. I'm sorry. No. I didn't read any more. But from the issue that I did read, I am extremely intrigued because we definitely didn't talk about it. Since, yeah, it since gets better and better. I, um, the third issue was awesome. Yeah. Really, really good. Uh, another new thing that I read, um, Deadly Class, and I will tell you... Was that Image? Deadly or Class? Deadly Class is Image. Mm-hmm. It's got a TV show out right now that is actually doing really well on sci-fi, and I'll tell you that I fell in love with it so much that there's 45 issues out, and I'm halfway caught up. I'm wow. halfway through Holy it. Holy shit. It's awesome. I it's read, crazy. I read the first volume, and it didn't, it didn't hook me enough, so I just kind of stopped there. Really? That was about a year or two ago. Is is it a superhero it's, kind of it's, thing? Or? It, it gave me wanted vibes. Yeah, I feel like the story is wanted. Yeah, I guess. But just from the beginning. I'm sure it goes so much further than that. But yeah, I, I guess. I guess wanted, like with kids, 
Yeah. yeah. Monty with kids in a school and they're training to be assassins. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really good. The story. Did you is watch awesome. the uh, first episode of the show yet? I have. I want to completely catch up before I before, start the show. Yeah. Cool. I don't. I don't know if it was on the Oblivion Song podcast or the Invincible podcast, but Ryan, you had mentioned um, My Hero Academia. That was. Oh, that's when we Jen. were on. That's when we were on um, Pop. Was Pop it? Love. Pop Love. Pop Love. Yeah. Okay. And I did. Oh, you're right. I you're did right. start it. I did watch. Oh yeah. How was it? A good chunk of it. It's okay. Cool. Oh no, I did talk about it. Did you? Maybe with you. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, but it's good. I think we talked about it on Invincible. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Um, another thing that I read, Jeez. just a single issue, but it was surprising, was a new comic book uh, by Image called Oliver. Oh, Gary Witta's. Yeah. I and I didn't, it yet, I didn't know it was Gary Witta until after. I texted you after... about it. You did? Yeah, a long time ago. Back when Gary Witta announced it. I really? I even sent you uh, his tweet. Oh, I completely yeah. forgot about it. He, he did it. Isn't that cool? Oh, yeah. I saw it, and I, I like Oliver Twist. Uh, I've always that was always That's my favorite kind of book growing up. So Oliver is a comic book. It's a retelling of Oliver Twist, but it's Oliver Twist if Oliver was a Batman type superhero in a post apocalyptic world, mm-hmm. and it was really cool. Cool. I'm looking forward to. to re- I went back to see who the artist was, and I was like, written by Gary Whitta. I was like, holy crap! I didn't what is Gary? What does he do? He's a fr- he's a kind of funny best friend, um, from he does some of the kind of funny Greg, content with them. But Greg he Miller. he also wrote Book of Eli and Rogue One. Those movies? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys playing right now? Video games. <clears throat> My life has been devoted to Disney. I spent a week at Disney World and have been playing Kingdom Hearts three nonstop. So that's pretty much all I've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I am eagerly awaiting Metro Redux. It's getting really good reviews. Which is coming out in two days. Hmm. Well, tomorrow midnight, but I have to get it Friday. I am eagerly awaiting uh, Devil May Cry 5, which, did you guys play the demo? So, I played the demo. And I know what you're going to say. And I did not like it. Really? I thought that it was overcomplicated. I thought that the Devil Bringer arm, where there's a bunch of them that you can run out of ammo with them, was, was stupid. It, it just I I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it. You didn't you didn't like that there was more than one <clears throat> Devil Burner arm? Someone no, who and plays was, games like Fallout and like like I don't know. It just can... it just seemed like too much. Like Devil May Cry. Like I think of the first game and how that was like perfect, but it was simplified. And then they got and Devil May Cry Four, in my opinion, is the best combat that there is. But it's it's simple because there's the Devil I liked, Bringer. I like DMC. DMC was really 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 good too. But that was Ninja Theory, and they're they're complicated as well like it gets very complicated you get used to it though and the more you get used to it you start to master it and then it just becomes a ton of fun second nature yeah i just don't have the patience yeah i'm interested i can't wait for that yeah uh definitely cry is one of my favorite uh video games series of all time so yeah um do you guys have a show and tell i do not i certainly don't i don't really have a show and tell but i have well i don't have a show but i have have a tell. tell It's not necessarily Oblivion Song related, but I am doing something next month, and I'd like to formally invite you guys to join me. You, know, you probably won't because you're lame. And he's mm-hmm. asking us on the podcast. Yeah, so now we have to say. Pressure, pressure. Like, oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, I have officially booked my flight, hotel, everything. Oh, I'm going to C2E2 uh, in Chicago. And, yeah, but it's in a month. So what I understand is C2E2? You guys, it's Chicago Comic Con. And it's in a month? Yep. And I think it would be really cool, Bill, if you went 
and joined me literally on your birthday to meet Paul Rudd. Hmm. Take that. Take that into your soul for a moment. Okay. And you think about that. Well, I would do it. I'll ask Liz. And it really is not crazy expensive. I, I was gonna. Would I was gonna be the most amount. I was gonna drive. I was. It's only eight hours away. But then I found flights that were like eighty dollars there and back. Oh shit! Eighty dollars there and then. How many days there. are you going for? Uh, three. Three days. Yep. I would probably do that. Um, <clears throat> who's um? Who are some of the um, guests you're looking forward to? Not seeing? there. There were a lot of guests that were announced, but there's. I mean, they're saying that there's more still to be announced mm. not too many like invincible or oblivion song related though to mm. be honest so mm. yep mm. Well, we'll see we'll see if more get announced um uh we have an email uh that was sent to us prior to issue 12 coming out ryan i think you have that one you want to read that yeah so normally we do the emails afterwards. Yes, right? but, but this, this one came before. Yeah. Beforehand. Beforehand. So, so think back to issue 11. Uh, uh, our friend Mike wrote in. He says, uh, I wrote in last month, and one of my comments was that I was really beginning to like Director Ward, and his development as a character continued slightly into this issue as well, and I hope to see more of him and really think there's going to be more to this character than I originally thought at the start. I'm also really glad that Nate sent Ed back to Oblivion, this might actually be the last we see of Ed for a while and sort of wrap up that portion of the plot for a bit. I could use a break from him. One thing that blew me away was when the police officer was being chewed on by the creature and the fact that they don't have sharp teeth. I thought this was very strange, especially because just a few pages later we see a mouthful of sharp teeth when the smaller creature are stalking Nate and Ed. Maybe the teeth differ by creature? A whole new world of veterinary dentistry has opened up. I'm looking forward to the exercise issue 12 and can't believe we have been reading this for a year. From a fellow Western New Yorker, keep up the great work on your podcast. Yeah, thank you. Love, Mike. Thanks, Mike. He didn't put love. So, <clears throat> it's funny that, uh, yeah, he he talks about maybe we'll get a break from Ned, maybe we won't see too much of him, and we mm-hmm. actually... This issue... We get a tease so, to like, that, possibly. Did you combine... Nate and Ed and say Ned. Ned. Oh, no, okay. I, don't, I did not do that intentionally if I did. <laughs> um, I guess if we're going to, before we jump into issue 12 formally, do you want to give, like, one sentence impressions? I can maybe do two sentence impressions, but go on. TJ, you can go first. I think that we're probably all going to be this, about the same, I'm willing to bet. I disagree. Um, I, I was expecting more. Uh, craziness. Okay. I was expecting more craziness, but it ended up being more story-driven, which I loved. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Okay. Well, really me next? I agree with TJ's first statement in that I was expecting it to be a little bit more um, content in terms of, like, new story um, and not just a recap and, like, this was... As each page turned, I'm like, "Oh no, we're getting a we're getting a, a follow up issue, or like an issue that's just like a toned down." Some like, big things happened in this issue, though. Mm-hmm. One big thing happened in this issue, maybe two. Um, but it was it was okay. Like in terms of the end of a movie, like this was this was the end. This was like the yeah, last five this, minutes before the credits roll. This to me felt like, as a as a big fan of Game of Thrones, 
Game of Thrones does this thing. Penultimate and then where yeah. they have like episode eight or nine is like here's the big thing. That was Nate reactivating it and causing another mm-hmm. um, transference. And this was episode 10 of a season of Game of Thrones. Everything that you kind of expect to happen kind of happens. It wraps up. It's a very nice bow. And it's all kind of... It's all good. It's like a great ending to a season. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's not quite what I, what I expected, knowing that this is supposed to be a big ending. But... After finishing it and thinking about where it goes next, I wouldn't really want it any other way. Yep. If that makes sense. I, yeah. I don't. I, guess I, so. I wouldn't really want something. I mean, yeah. Of course, I want something crazy big to happen that like shakes things up in this issue. But we, we'll get into our theories about what's happening next later. But I kind of think that this was the right direction. So. I'm happy with it. It was a good issue. Some people wrote in uh, that we'll read the, their emails later that, came, that have some really good points about this issue, too, that we'll bring up after after our recap that we'll dive and into I now. And I haven't read the emails yet, mm-hmm. so right. just to just to go. Oh, crap. You know what? What? Let's backtrack real quick oh, no. before we get into it. We were so close to just getting into the Oblivion Song podcast. Yeah, but we so rarely get reviews on iTunes. Oh, we got a review? We got two of them. Oh, we did get a review. Yeah, let's read that one review. Uh, we had two of them. So the first one is from our good friend, Wyatt Lane. He says, This comic is my favorite new comic of 2018, and listening to this show along with each new issue really adds to the intrigue of the book. The guys do a great job every month doing a deep dive into each issue. If you're reading this comic, you'll love this podcast. Thanks, Wyatt. Five stars. Sweetie pie. Thanks, Wyatt. Thank you. Um, And our good friend, Ben. Oi. Oi, Ben. Oi, Ben. Says... I thought you were gonna. I thought you were about to tell me you got a negative one. I was kind of looking forward to that. Well, kind of. (laughs) Um, If you read Oblivion Song, this is what he says. Quote. If you read Oblivion Song, you need to listen to these guys. I found them while reading Invincible by Robert Kirkman. They're also the Invincible podcast. And haven't missed a thing they've done since. Ryan is the brains behind the operation and world's foremost authority on all things Invincible. TJ is the talent. Dash hilarious. Bill is a guy. Oh, thanks, Ben. <laughs> Give them a try. You'll be hooked. Their enthusiasm for Oblivion Song and all things pop culture, and then he puts in parentheses, pop culture, is infectious. Strong work, gentlemen. Strong work is a thing that that Americans don't say. Strong work. Strong work. I like it. I'm going to start using it. (laughs) Strong work. Strong work, mate. Gentlemen. All right. Back back to issue 12. Ooh, so the cover. We always talk about is the cover. The most deceptive cover I have seen to date. Because all the other covers... Yet it does happen. Yeah, but what's this... Is that blood or is that just transference machine goo? Is there goo inside the transference machine? Because he's breaking the... Spoiler alert. Inside the issue... He's breaking the transference machine. He's not beating a monster or something like that like we thought he was going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're not saying that in a negative because covers are usually intentionally misleading. Not to Oblivion a degree. Song. Oblivion Song has never hmm. tricked us before. But Kirkman does. I feel like it's not too often that it's like straight up in the comic like this one is too, like almost like for shot. That's what I'm saying. Mm. This is why I say that this is Looking a trick. Looking back at him, especially the last one was like exactly that shot. Hmm. Him, him behind the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Either way, I love this but cover. But, like, I agree that it's very deceptive. The lightning in the back, uh, the look on his face, and it definitely looks like he's beating the shit out of somebody. Mm-hmm. So. Out of anger, you know, too. But, yeah. still. Great issue, or great cover, as usual. Ready to dive in? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Previously on Oblivion Song. Ed's activation of the transference machine has caused massive amounts of trouble. As the newly displaced citizens of Philadelphia held off the incoming monsters as best as they could, back on Earth, Nathan recovered the machine to set things right. That included sending Ed back to where he belongs, Oblivion. Yep. And we dive in right where we left off. Nate standing in the road in the rain. He's got kind of a smile on his face because he knows he just had like a feel-good moment sending his brother back to oblivion where he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat in this issue, we get one of the things that just really like tickles that spot in my brain when it comes to this kind of stuff. Whenever we talk about like, oh, I'm glad he said he has to return it to the exact same spot and turn it on so that it lines up. And then we always talk about like, well, was it, it, it can't perfectly line up, right? Like, how does it know to perfectly line up? Will it perfectly line up? Because we've never seen this in this comic before. We always talk about like how it cuts off and how it returns. Yeah. And then you see when Nate's looking around, you get to see like the line of that, of that space of where... It lines mm-hmm. up of the part that returns. There's actually a little bit of oblivion, like a yeah. line of oblivion in between the sections of Philadelphia. And it's like, it's it's a dumb thing. It's a dumb little thing that I'm sure most people don't even care about or think about, but it just makes me really happy. Yeah. As I saw that little panel, I was like, Ryan's happy. And I, this... Yeah. I said, uh, this, I, I, yeah. thought, I thought... This whole splash, like, page, splash page is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. So people are kind of coming out of their houses now. They're feeling a little bit more comfortable. Um, and uh, Nathan goes to his trunk. He grabs a transference machine, uh, and he just starts beating the shit out of it. I think he went to a random car and grabbed a tire iron. And oh, went, you're right. Went yeah. up to you're where right. the transference machine was, and then just start beating the shit out of it. So. My my initial reaction to this was, oh no, they're never going to be able to go, to go back to Oblivion. And then I thought, they've hardly used the transference machine. No, so they have the twice. teleportation darts. Yeah, this just means they're right, not going to be able like, to cause another transference. Right. They're still going to be able to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, so he's beating the crap out of the machine. And someone makes a, a, a return. The ogre. Yep. Right? And it's the same ogre that he... This is the one that him and Nate fought? Yeah, I think his eyes it's, all screwed up, right? Yeah did, yeah, did he get stabbed in the eye? I think one of them stabbed him in the yeah, eye. Yeah, I think they, they, like, punched him through the eye or something. But they like also, like, like, led those, the horde of, like, blue dog things yeah. to it, and it was eating a bunch of them. So mm-hmm. that could be blood from, mm-hmm. from like, them eating as well. So all the cops and the policemen pull their guns, and they're, they're getting ready to shoot it. And Nathan screams, like, don't, I can handle it. I Don't worry about it, I got it. Um... And it's screaming, and the cops are getting nervous, and they're and he's like he Nathan continues to scream, hold your fire, hold your fire, I got it, and he shoots him with a he shoots the uh, ogre thing with a blue dart, and it sends it back to oblivion because as we know Nathan is very caring for when it comes yes, to yes he uh, has an affinity for oblivion creatures for whatever reason yep so now um, in relation to the email that we got 
-hmm. We get a back and forth between... Director... Ward. Ward. Cobblepot. Oh, Ward, yep. Cobblepot? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why I said Cobblepot. And Heather? Mm -hmm. Heather. Is it Heather? Okay. All right. I always get her and Duncan's ex. Heather and Bridget? I always want to say Rebecca. All right, so is this Bridget? Is it Rebecca? I feel like it's Rebecca. No, this is Heather. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one's Heather. So, yeah. Why are we still so bad at names? I don't know. It is Heather. You're right, it's Heather. So, Director Ward and her actually have a really nice, like, kind of back and forth. Like, granted, yeah, he's going to arrest her. I I like that. How he's like, I don't carry handcuffs with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm also not going to be able to chase you down. I what I like yeah, most he actually, about he gave her an option to run. Yeah, like he gave her an out. He was like, "I'm not as young as I used to be. If you made a run for it, I doubt I could catch you." In a way. So as we learn later on, next time we see her, so did she just turn herself in? I think yeah. so. I think yeah. she does she the same was, thing yeah, that Nathan was, does. Yeah. yeah. I th- and what I liked about this is I like that he's not going to be the ongoing villain. Ward. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know yet. He could he could become an ally. He could hero? be. A, he could be. Yeah, he could become like a. Um, I mean, he an does ongoing that, character. He does give that look at the end when she's like, "Do you really think this should be weaponized?" Yeah. So maybe he, him seeing firsthand what it can do, maybe the he's going to be his ways against it. He could still want to weaponize it, though. Just not the trans. Why would you want to have it the transference device? But like, the darts that Nate has, like weaponizing Oblivion, like the dimension itself. Is still possible, just mm-hmm. not the transference device. Yep. I think. So, okay, so here's one of the things that I thought. I, I was like, ooh, this is one of the big... Here's here's one of the big things. Mm-hmm. Something crazy is going to happen here. Um, Duncan goes to uh, Ben and Bridget. Or is this... Why you? Is this the one you thought was Heather, TJ? Is no. it Heather or Bridget? This is Bridget. The, I said Rebecca. Or I meant Rebecca, sorry. I, I don't know why I thought Rebecca. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think Rebecca's someone else. She is somebody in the comic, I swear. In this one? Maybe not in this issue. Maybe it is. Anyways, yeah. So this is Bridget, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Ben, ben and Bridget. So uh, we remember last issue, they were watching the news. They were cooking in the kitchen, and they saw um, the, the transference happen, mm-hmm. and Duncan was running into the chaos to, and, to and save people. Yeah, to save people. And... In short, he has a conversation with Bridget that he he apologizes. He's not the man that he was that he that they fell in love with or that she fell in love with, and um, that he felt alive again, like being in that environment, like for once he he wasn't the shell of a man. He said it was exhilarating, and he also says that he's always gonna love her and that he respects her decision. This um, is what I think the big thing that happened in this is because it completely changes his character. It we've does always, not change his character at all. We've no, always known him as somebody who's been terrified of Oblivion. And so he told Nathan that he would never go back. Anytime someone would walk up behind him, put put their hand on his shoulder, he'd freak out. Mm-hmm. He he hated it. He hated Oblivion. Well, it was, it's fight or flight. And, I mean, we saw more character, more of his, like, you know, who he actually is last issue when he was running in and saving. It was almost instinctual, you know? Yeah. But Yeah, I get it. But yeah. I think it... I think it changes. I think it changes so, what we know. So is, is this what we kind of has Stockholm is this what we syndrome. expected? No, but honestly, I think it's. I like this a lot. I, I actually really like this scene. So what I like the scene too, but like the aftermath was him agreeing to go get help yeah. and to and to go to like the counseling sessions 
in which there's many, many people there. I think that's after a few pages, though. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, wait. Yeah, that's later. Yeah, it's later. But I don't know. I was expecting him to, like, pull out a knife and kill her or, like, well, cause we, really pre- ha- want to go back to Oblivion now or, or reveal something that happened. Well, he does. He doesn't reveal, reveal anything. He does kind of want to go back to Oblivion, though. No, he doesn't. He doesn't he wants, like. He wants help. He wants yeah. to go to counseling and talk to other people who. He wants help because he wants to go back to Oblivion, and he want he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he misses Oblivion, and he 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 knows so that not, that's crazy. We're not getting into it now, but I think that's what will happen. Yeah, I, I think too. he's going to be a person who goes back and helps people. To get out of Oblivion? No, who lives in Oblivion, and like helps people helps them survive. In Oblivion. I, yeah, I think he's gonna go back to Oblivion and stay there and help people. Because hmm. Do he doesn't, he does, he doesn't feel like he was in Oblivion for a moment helping, and he said that's the only time he felt alive. So we'll come, we'll get back to it when we get to the end of the issue. But yeah. So uh, and then Nathan's walking and he runs into Lucy. Lucy kind of tells him the same thing that we were talking about with Duncan a little bit is, but she comes right out and says like, like "Where's Ed? Where's Ed?" And he's like, "I sent him back." And she's like, "Crap," because I kind of wanted to go with him. I love this bottom right panel, like uh, uh, Nate's face, because yeah. after she's like, "Oh man, I wanted to go back. I wanted to be there," and I don't know if this is intentional, but the way I took it is Nate has this kind of face like. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Like, Again? Really? I was just there. I yeah. just went through this? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Lucy ends up meeting Duncan in the next Olive. scene. Yeah, or, that's I'm sorry, Olive. Thinking. Olive uh, ends up, uh, or Duncan ends up meeting Olive at the... Um, she was the one that Nate interviewed or talked with or something, right? Or somebody was scared, of the, uh, scared of the dogs. Yeah. Outside of the yeah. uh, coffee shop, yep. Um, and they get to talking, and I, I feel like there might be something a brewing there, romantically. Possibly. They'll have more in common. But long story short, they go into a Oblivion survivors meeting together, and she says that there are like way more people in there um, than last time that he'd gone. Mm-hmm. It's actually packed. They ran out of chairs. There's Again, tons of I think people that, there. I think the only point of this scene is to show, like, Nate, or not Nate, uh, Duncan. It's like, oh, you just felt alive by helping people? Here's a room full of people. Yeah. Like, what else does this scene, what, what other purpose does this? I don't know. Like, like I'm, trying, I'm trying he's, to see. I'm trying meeting to, Olive. I'm trying to see I the loaded gun, there. and I think you're probably right, Olive. Um, but do you think that these people are going to come to the conclusion that they want to go back to Oblivion? I think a good chunk of them will. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Duncan could... I don't know how it can escalate to this point, but I mean, maybe Duncan becomes somebody who's kind of a threat and builds a following. <sighs> maybe he's going to be like a new leader of oh, people. That's like like the Church of Oblivion or some shit like that. Yeah, something like that. That maybe. could be cool because that's what he's used to. That's what he likes. And and if he becomes like mm-hmm. almost overly obsessed with it, maybe there's. I'm I'm really spitballing here. I I mean, this is going way off off base. Uh, but maybe if he becomes obsessed with helping people, he can become. A, uh, like kind of a leader figure and and have some kind of uprising. I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. Fascinating. So now we go back to Oblivion and Ed, I almost call him Ned. 
is back with Maria. Um, so Ed, Nate, let him keep the belt, right? That lets him go back and forth between. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, not like this. Not like these. Uh, so yeah, he's but back and he, he's talking he, to a Maria, and um, he realizes that he's like, after being there, it's it's still all there. It was it was surprising to him, just as rotten, just as corrupt, maybe maybe even more so. But it's there. We can't keep we can't keep that from people. Nathan was right. We need to give our people a choice. And uh, Maria looks at him and says, "You're a good man, Edward Cole," and she gives him like these, "We're about to have sex" eyes. They're definitely those eyes, yep. for sure. It's been a little while for her. Hmm. So, uh, I like this about Ed. Finally, he has a little bit of, like, rational thought that's not <laughs> obsessive, like, everyone belongs in oblivion. Like, Nathan, maybe we should just... This, I feel like this issue has been very much about Nathan and Ed finally seeing each other's points. And kind of... Yeah, they both, like, mixing right, with each other. This next page, like... Ed is like, maybe people should go back to Earth. Maybe we should give them the option. And the next page and, and is, Ed is and Nate, Nate is like, I'm here's, here's somebody. Yeah, here like, bringing delivering somebody to oblivion that would rather be mm-hmm. in oblivion. You know what? Maybe that's the big thing. Like, if you think about the arch of the story, it started with Nate only wanting to extract people to bring people out of oblivion, and, yeah. and these are people that have lived there for ten years. You know, but now, last issue, he understands that it's not about that. It's about where people need to be, mm-hmm. and he's bringing somebody he's, from he's Earth. He's literally doing the there. opposite. He's doing of the opposite goal. of what he started to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, like we said, mm-hmm. next page. Uh, Nate is there, and um, he's saying, "I, I knew I'd come back for a visit eventually. Didn't know it'd be this soon. I uh, come in peace. I promise." And he says, "I brought you somebody, and there's uh, Lucy." So now there's going to be some love triangle awkwardness. Right. Yeah, because there's some, there, there's definitely some some weirdness because she says she's talking to Ed and she says, "Can I stay here?" And he says, um, "She's like she's like you guys found peace here. Maybe if I stay here, I can find peace too. Can I stay?" And then he says, "Of course." And he gives uh, gives her a hug. And Maria is off in the distance and kind of gives like a a glare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they were they were a love interest, right? Her and Maria Ed? and Ed. Oh, absolutely. No, 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 no. Maria and Ed, obviously. But Lucy I'm and Ed, were they? Lucy and Ed, yeah. Yeah, hmm. I think so. Yeah, they insinuated it, but I don't know if they ever actually said it. Did they say hmm. that they were together in the past? Like they I don't were, know. He was, I she was that. looking maybe, for them, and maybe. like I don't know. Oh, I'm sure they were. I bet we'll find out more about that though when this love mm-hmm. triangle really kind of takes place. So I mean, Nate explains it that the only reason why he was truly going back was to just find him. It wasn't about what other people wanted, and and he found. You know, some some clarity as to what what's right and what's wrong. So he goes back, and he's at the wall. TJ, now at, at this point, I was like, nah, TJ fucking loves this part. Didn't you? What's it again? Oh, well, no. Well, first, he, this is when about? he gives Ed the, the No, belt. he says you can keep the belt. He did have the belt on. Oh, yeah, but this yeah. is when he, was he gonna gives give, it to him. He was going to give it back to him. He already had the belt. If you go If you go back a couple pages, or panels, I should say, Na, 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 na. We'll go back to Nate when he shows was talking up to it. no. Nate shows up wearing a belt. Look at it. okay. So oh, Nate has the belt on. Oh, you're right. Sorry. And then if you go back, look, he's he's wearing the belt. You're right. 
Huh. Yeah. I don't he was gonna he it. was going to give it back to Nate when Ed was gonna give the belt back to Nate. And then Nate told him to keep it. To keep it. Got it. Yeah. Sorry, I missed I misunderstood that. Hmm. Okay. What part do you think that I specifically would love? The preacher the guy. Wall. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, yeah I the wasn't sure you were guy. that far. I didn't know you kinda. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh back on Earth. Uh I do like the preacher guy because I feel like there's something there's loaded there's gun something like, there. It's, it's Ryan's it in loaded the first loaded issue. They, they, I mean, this is what the third time we've seen this guy. Second time. I thought it was only second. I thought only it was only in the time. first I thought, issue. I wasn't sure if there was another time in between then where it was just a really quick passing. Mm-mm. But maybe I, not. I don't think no, so. No, we would have talked about it. This is really? this is uh, only the second time. Yeah. He says, uh, "Did you hear? Us. Did you hear my message now, sinners? Do you did do you heed my warnings? The devil has brought his evil." down upon us once again. Clearly, we did not get the message the first time. Robert Kirkman would not write that dialogue if it did not mean something. Yep. Like, obviously, there's filler and there's characters and stuff and there's, you know, the, the, the this could very well be the, the equivalent of, like, the, you know, the, the garbage bag falling in England mm-hmm. and the cap and stuff, like a reoccurring kind of, like, thing. Yeah, but then he goes on, he says more of that kind of stuff, and then he ends it by saying, I fear my brothers and sisters that this is only the beginning. Like, it is foreshadowing. There it can is... be no escaping it. Yeah. Two, two really cool um, double-page spreads, though, back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Now that this evil is let has been let loose, there is no containing it. There can be no escape. Yeah, there's definitely something coming from that. Totally. So, Director Ward... Finds Nate, and Nate turns himself in. Turns himself in right away. Said that Heather's with him, puts him back in the back of the van with Heather, and um, they kiss. And I like how uh, um, Nate says, "Will you wait for me?" And she says, "If you'll wait for me, mm-hmm. I yep. will. If you wait for me." Very touching moment. Um, then we get the end. And then Did that we get... feel kind of like almost the end of their their whole story? Well, let's let's get these last two pages, and then I want to talk about that. Okay, all right. So now, so now we get the whole reason for the issue. What? That... What do you mean? What? This is the reason to keep reading, is it not? Yeah. Would you read? Would you read Oblivion? Would you be as eager to read the next issue of Oblivion if it ended with that page? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So next page we have Ken, Keith, Keith. Keith. Oh, I was close, man. With a very high-tech collar on. Something we haven't seen. We haven't seen technology in Oblivion. Mm-hmm. And he gets zapped awake and he says, please let me see my family. And we see a faceless man or woman <laughs> uh, holding on to his head, mimicking him, mm-hmm. saying, see my family, like trying to speak his language, yep, and looks like it's touching some sort of hologram interface to the left. So that's interesting. So that there, There's there a, will be a point in which they will be able to communicate with us. Right. There is a lot of technology happening here too, mm-hmm. like the way more than we've seen. Look at their clothes, even mm-hmm. you know. But it's still really strange. Like if you look at their body, the way that like their leg kind of has like multiple joints to it. It's just, it's just. I love how Lorenzo continues to remind us that this isn't an alien based in our reality. This is a completely yeah. different dimensional being. I had a theory when I read this. 
And one of our email, one of the guys that emailed us has the same theory. Um, look how he's studying him. He's mm -hmm. got his hand on his head. He's trying very hard to mimic what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And as he's saying it, he's like pressing buttons. Do you think he's downloading him? I think that they can shapeshift. Shapeshift? Yeah. I think he's it, he can become him. So if you look in the in the distance, so there's there's the front the foremost faceless man. There's one above him on another level. So that's two. There's one in the background, three, and then there's four or five total. The one that's like the next most in focus in the background, that's like squatting down next to a body. Doesn't he look like, hey, is your guy naked too? <laughs> My guy's naked back here. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyways, it wasn't. I mean, in terms of the impact that this had, I feel like the the first time that we saw the faceless man. That's what I was referring even, to. Even like, the second time that we saw him, where it was just one on a boat, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like that yeah. was actually kind of scary. Yeah, felt a little bit cooler than one trying to talk. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. Yep. Um. um so, in the letters column. There, I mean, he's really talking about issue 13 and how it's it's, it's going to get crazy. Um, he, he did mention that Lorenzo De Felici is, is hard at work on issue 18. So they're still pretty far ahead here, which is good to know. Um, but yeah, he says, uh, like I said, the action-packed surprises continue next issue with all of your favorite characters. Finally get to live normal lives again, dot, 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 right? See you again March 13th. Uh, and then Kirkman says, see you back here for issue 13 when everything will be different. So, and then the only thing in the sneak peek is one panel from issue 13. And it's someone in the gear, uh, like, like what Ed or Nate use. It's Ed. Yeah. It has to be. Looking because... at a monster. And then there's two people in like these sci-fi space looking suits. And he says, I'll draw its attention. Get out of here. You think that's Ed and not Nate? Mm-hmm. Uh, because and Ed, then we have also seen the cover to next yeah, issue. Yeah, Ed was looking at the clothes, and, and Maria was like, oh, those are cool, whatever. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Nate's going to let me keep them. Hmm. And that they made a point to where yeah. he's he's got the garb, the hood, and the, the you know, the, all I, the stuff. I agree. I think it's Ed. Mm -hmm. I right. think we will not see Nate for a long time. And So I, you think that his story is kind of done? And I think we're getting a time jump more than four years. Maybe more even, than four maybe years? even like five, six. That's an interesting time jump. I think that these guys' suit is like, why would they have I think whole helmets is, on and stuff like? I think that is what the te the te technology that they've come up with to explore get them to, to oblivion? explore oblivion back and forth now, and that's Ed still using the old gear, and Earth several years later have improved on the technology to go back and forth are now going back and forth ed is probably or i'm sorry nate is served his time in prison maybe he's going to be coming out soon maybe not maybe they need to go to him for something mm. duncan Hence is your time jump duncan is leading a group and has been leading a group for a long time now what like made you survivors. originally think of this of a time jump the uh the way the this suits? wraps not just the suits the suits helped but the way it wraps up like Nate and Heather, like, I don't need to see them again. I'm almost fine with never seeing them again. Mm -hmm. Like, they're done. Nate like, played, there's nothing else. They played the Nate, perfect... He, he played his purpose. Like, yeah. you almost introduced Ed as the potential main character because he's living a, in But why a time now. jump? Why not 
Because I don't think because nothing that like matters right now. The only yeah. thing that stops me from thinking that it could be a time jump is the Keith stuff. Yeah, yeah. the face. Other, other than that, like I, 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 I think I, it'd be cool because I think the, I love that idea. I think that would be really cool. Like, what if what if uh, Ed has lived, you know, several years longer? His camp has grown a little bit. Yeah, he's in a relationship with Lucy. What happened with Maria? You know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. and Kirkman loves time jumps. Yeah, I every feel comic like, he does has a time I jump. I feel like. It's a little drastic to do this early, but that's almost why I would love it if mm-hmm. it if he did do a time jump this early in the in the series. Mm-hmm. So and like what if that'd be what really if, cool. What if like stuff goes on? The government is kind of using these new suits to go back and forth. Maybe they're researching something. Something's going on with the faceless men. We don't know, and they run into some issues, and they're like, you know where we need, you know who we should ask, and they go to like. A comfy prison cell. They're, they've got him living okay, and they go in there, and it's Nate. He's got like a beard or something. You know. So what you I mean? don't like, think that Nate is going to continue to be the main character of the story? I actually don't. I'd almost bet that we don't see Nate for at least three or four issues. Who do you think is the main character in issue fifty? I think Ed and a new character, yeah. and it's the guy in the suit on the cover of the next issue, and he's leading. And you he's, think that they're going to lead the entire series out? I don't know. I don't know where it's going to be. No, I mean like twelve more issues from now. But I think this. What, next, I guess what I'm asking you arc, is, do you think that Nate will ever be the main character again? That I guess that's my ultimate question. Not really. I, okay. Do you don't think or you hope? Uh, I don't know. I. Don't know. I, I think I, it'd be really cool if he isn't the main character. And we good, talked about this a long time ago. I think it'd be cool if maybe they did an arc where he wasn't. Um, yeah. I. I. Disagree that that's going to happen. About about uh, about. I, not I, want the, a, I want a new character, like not, a new main Not character. disagreeing about the time jump or anything like that. I, I, I think that that's possible. Um, but I, I disagree that he will never, that Nate will never be the main character again. Uh, and if that did happen, I don't think I'd like it. Yeah. I like Nate a lot. I like Here, him a lot. Here's why. So I, why. It's just, I, have, I feel like I had such an, uh, 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 a finality to his arc that mm-hmm. I'm so satisfied that I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. Like if if there was anything unsaid, like Ed, Here, I'd be disappointed if we never saw Ed again because I feel like his story isn't done. But here's some but. Kirkman shit for you. The fact that you're satisfied makes me think he's coming back. Right. You know That's what, what I, mean? I was gonna but say. But not anytime soon is what I'm getting at. I disagree. I, I definitely think we'll see him. I disagree. Why? So the faceless men mm-hmm. are a threat. Obviously, they got these people locked up and they're experimenting on them. Plus. If you remember, the the transference device did not have enough energy to pull that through. Something was on was working side. on the other side. Now, that's that's all scientific jargon and everything like that. You got somebody on Earth that knows the transference and knows about this energy and knows all this stuff. Nate is gonna be required. Like that's Nate's- what I'm, I, I, I that's what I've been saying. I think that we follow several issues without Nate. Maybe another. Issues? Maybe Are you talking another, about like six issues, like yeah. six months? Yeah, six months. You yeah. don't think you're maybe gonna see another Nate? transference happens or something like that, they're and they're like, "Oh shit, we need, we need Nate, because he's the only one that will be able to help us solve this." Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Think I, about I'm, this. Think I'm about on this. board. We got a new guy on the cover of the next issue. We're assuming it's a new person mm-hmm. and not Nate again. Which if it is, maybe I'm wrong. But assume we got that guy and then Ed. You don't think that's enough to carry? No. I think the stakes need to be because really? we've got we had the last twelve so issues. Just, so if there isn't a time jump, you think Nate's just going to get out of prison? Everything's fine? No, I don't think he's going to get out of prison. I think that he's going to be drawn. He's going to be needed to get out of prison. I, I think that what you're saying but is going to happen. But we just went through all this, and for him to say, 
I'm going to accept responsibility. I'm going to do my time. And then it's like, hey, uh, I know you've only been here for a month, but time to go. I mean, it, 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 I'm saying, I mean, a month is one issue, yeah. right? I think we, if we don't see Nate for maybe two issues, max three, I'd say cool. But the stakes need to be interesting and bigger than what they mm-hmm. what they've been because this has been a very personal story thus far mm-hmm. like it's about getting people in and out of oblivion that's that is the story that's mm-hmm. what's been going on we need a bigger threat as in the faceless men want another transference or want to completely switch dimensions or whatever the fuck they have planned like something fucking huge in terms of stakes and nate is going to be a part of that and they're not going to wait six issues to do that they're not they're not going to wait halfway through another arc at the, the pace that this comic goes, I kind of oh think my god, will. you're cra- you're you're kind of you're you really I can't convince you otherwise. No, I don't think you can. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Where do you stand, TJ? I think I actually stand more with Bill. More with Ryan. With oh, the pace what a that twist. this comic goes. Like, I think I think I, I agree with you about the pacing. That's why I think that they could do something like that. I think that they can hold off. Uh, main characters. I mean, I disagree with the fact that they're not. We're not going to see them for a very long time. At the very most, it's at the very most, and this I think even that is a stretch uh, to just not see them for the next story arc. We will definitely be seeing that. What would this be? This would be uh, next issue 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So issue 20 would be the first issue of the next arc. Is that right? Wait, what? Issue 13 would be the first issue. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, what's the first issue of the fourth arc? 20? I don't know. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So 19 would be the first issue. I think that we see, if your theory is right, we don't even see that. Mm -hmm. We're going to see Nathan again by issue 19. I think it'd be really ballsy and really cool to have volume three on your shelf and be like, oh yeah, that's the one that Nate isn't even in. You know what's interesting? That'd be cool. You know what's really interesting that I just thought about? The transference to go to Oblivion, I mean, who knows what you need to do, but it's you end up in Oblivion wherever you were on Earth, like in that ge- geographical place, mm-hmm. right? Hence, like, you know, them doing it in the prison and then being like, oh, I know where we are. We have to walk all the way back mm-hmm. this way because, what okay. What if you took the transference to, like, China and did it? The, okay, so now the people in the spacesuits, we've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it would be interesting if there was, like, another... Country Continent. or uh, or another like um, not the U.S. military but like the KGB or mm, something like mm. that, trying to like oh let's let's make cool. our let's go into yeah but they're in Philadelphia. Those suits, You're those right. suit guys, they're running into Ed. So obviously they're in this ten mile radius of fucking Philadelphia. So yeah. can't the story go somewhere else? Like yeah. go somewhere else. I and that's another thing we've talked about, kind of not that specifically, but I want to see that. I like that idea. I want to see what happens when you turn on a transference or what happens if Nate uses his button when he's in Europe or when he's in Africa. You know what I mean? Like what does other parts of the oblivion yeah. dimension look like? I have more. Is there an ocean? Is I have there, more, you know, like I have more questions. So is, is, is oblivion, let's just call oblivion as a planet, yeah, right? It's, yeah. it's, and it's, and it's a mirrored planet to earth. Yeah. Is it actually like, what if it's smaller? Yeah, what if it's like a moon? What, what if, if it's, it's like a moon? So then if you go all the way out on like this, you know, the other side of the earth, what if that's just space? What if you go in the transference and you're just in fucking... You want to really, you want to really hurt your brain? No. You're Don't. ready for this? All right, go ahead. So say it is relatively small. Say you could almost move around it in a day or two's walk, right? Okay. What happens if you turn on 
the transference device cranked up to a larger percentage than the size of that space. Then you get some of their, like, sky and... Well, you already would get some of their sky anyways. Right. What I'm saying is, like, if you took all of Oblivion, would it fit in just, like, I don't know, all of the United States? What What I think <laughs> is the simple answer is that it's literally just a mirror dimension yeah, of ours. It, yeah. But I think, it's, no, I, I think it's interesting to think about, like, if Earth is bigger and if it's not, you know, spherical, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I don't know. I think they need. I think they need to take this elsewhere. I think well, there's a ta- lot the of other story. Thing we talked about like since episode one of this podcast was it happening a, a, all a, a third, over you, a third yeah. dimension. Oh yeah, yeah, something other you know than I mean, like yeah. that is. I almost feel like the like fourth, fifth arc. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're entering the second arc or third arc, whatever you call it. Like I think a year or two from now in our time is when he'll start pulling that card, mm-hmm. if if ever. If ever, yeah. Yeah. All right, so do we want to wrap up with some emails then? Yeah, we got some emails. You want to go first, Teach? Uh, sure. The first one uh, is from our friend Jordan Gilbert, who has answered a question for us. Hmm. He is not the famous Counter-Strike player. That was funny. Sad. Yeah. I was hoping he would be, but he wasn't. Yeah, he said... Um, just finishing, finished listening to the last episode that we did, and he could say that I do not play Counter-Strike, um, have never played it, but what a small world. Uh, but then he also sent in another email after this issue. He says, hey guys, it is it weird that I expected more crazy stuff to happen from this issue? Maybe I was thinking more stuff was going to pop off because it's the end of another volume. However, we got a lot of character development from different people, which I can't complain about. I'm getting a vibe that the faceless men are starting to assimilate people. That's kind of what I was saying. Uh, If you look in the left corner of the page, another one has someone else strapped down. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they make it, they make their entrance soon. And then he goes on to talk about uh, his new podcast that he's doing and uh, how they're doing some testing and stuff. And they decided, or they're, they're, they're pretty set on a name and they, he said that their name would be uh, Back to Formula. Uh, and he says, I'm sure you guys know that where this is great, from. That is a great, great... Back to Formula? Podcast name. Yeah. I love that. So that is really cool. Damn, and he's going like to send us some stuff for us to listen to and kind of give feedback. So I think that would be really cool to, to cool. hear some of the stuff. So, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I'll go next. So I've got one, uh, Trey from Detroit. Trey from Detroit? Trey from Detroit, but he's forever known as Trey from Detroit. Howdy, people. Finally getting to write in again, and oh boy, I'm on the fence. While I do love this book so far, the premise and art being the ama- being amazing, I'm not so sure I'm on board with the actual plot of these last few issues. Sure, the brothers going back and forth with each other, ultimately for, uh, with them finding middle ground was done better than I thought. I'm just not sure how to feel about another Faceless Men reveal to end the second volume. Like, Volume 1 ended the exact same way. Uh, Sure, we get a bit more info this time, like they can sort of speak or they're trying to learn some of our language, but it's literally a a nothing reveal. We don't know or have any setup for what our main characters are in any of our in for, what they're in for, or any clue of how this major change that Kirkman hints at will be. While I'm still intrigued by the overarching narrative being told, some of the beats in this issue are just not compelling to me, and if I didn't know there was a plan for drastic changes in tone slash scope, I'd probably trade weight. Uh, The art and covers Lorenzo does 
are reason enough to buy monthly, though. I totally agree with that. As a Kirkman fan, I'm waiting on the major twists, like Omni-Man killing the Guardians of the Globe, or Rick getting his hand cut off. I just gotta switch pages here. I getting his hand cut off. Uh, I know it's coming, and I may be impatient, but I'm invested, lol. Do you guys think Kirkman can still surprise us with a twist to the scale of his previous books? Finally... The people in those spacesuits in the next issue preview have me curious if there is another dimension coming into play. Oh. Love that. We're so dumb. I still don't think it is, but I would love that. We are so dumb. We're dumb. Damn it, I feel dumb. Um, thanks for the podcast, and I'll try to write in more often. See you, Trey from Troy. I want that to be the, the them from a third dimension. I That's want that to be. That's badass. Could I you imagine them that, taking their helmet? Not. It's not gonna be. You're you're out of your it mind. Not I, gonna be. Dude, I'm bought in. Like that had that has my vote. I'd rather it be that than what I said, but I don't believe it. But think about oh, but so you think the time jump, right? That's yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, so you, you Which think the time jump. explains why they look like different. Yes. Yeah. So you're uh, saying no time jump, third dimension. It would explain why they look different and why their faces are hidden in the first place because that is Which a is reveal. Which is kinda funny because it's like those look more like faceless men than the actual faceless, <laughs> faceless men. Faceless men. Do, yeah. But could you imagine? I, so another so thing go, too is that the cover is a play on the first one oh, yeah. with, with the main character who is Nate, which may yes. tell comes from the maybe, Earth dimension, and this is someone from another dimension and it with could a flag. Be a new main character. That's what I'm that saying. We don't even know yes, who he but is. But it could also be a new main character doing another thing from Earth in Philadelphia. Ten years later, in the same I mean? like, fucking yeah. ten Good. mile radius. He's standing on the same thing. That's right? unbelievable, dude. That to me, that's too coincidental. <laughs> if someone was doing more experiments, it would be. Not the same government, not in the same area. They'd be somewhere in the desert. So you're saying almost that the pulling from the other side could might have been not a third have, dimension. Might not have even been the faceless. It, it could have, have been, just been a third dimension. It could have been these guys. And I hope it's that. Dude, oh. That's what I'm telling you. I'm saying I want it to be that more than my theory, but I still would put money on my theory over that. This, I, I fucking totally disagree. I can't believe cool, that good. we didn't think of that. But just imagine, so Ed's like, oh, come with me this way, blah, blah, blah. And the people, like, instinctively see someone trying to help him, so run towards him, and then they take the helmet off, and it's some fucking weird creature. I like that. But where is the story there? Like, who is that character? We're not going to speak their language. Like, are, are they going to speak English? They might, have, they might have some sort of translator device. Or no, they might not speak our language, but they're still intelligent enough mm -hmm. to get to oblivion. And then, and then Ed goes Plus back to... Plus, we're reading a comic book. They don't have to speak our language for us to read it. Yeah. I don't in know. In our language. I just don't see that... But I don't think that's happening either. I, I hope I feel that... Like, I feel like a main character you have to be able to relate to, and we wouldn't be able to re relate to that character. You can relate to Ed. Ed's the main character dealing with these third-dimensional beings. Yeah, but Ed would have to be in the main spotlight. Absolutely. Okay. He's in and oblivion, yeah. and these things came to oblivion. Yeah. I want that real bad, but I honestly don't think we're going to get that oh, for another year. Oh, I think year. that that would be so fucking cool. I think that's oh, my God. That's so awesome. I hate that Trey from Troy uh, thought of it, not me. Trey also asked, uh, do we think that Kirkman is capable of pulling off a big twist moment just like he did with Invincible and Walking Dead in this comic? If, if that I, is the twist, I think so, yeah. I feel like... I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe it might it might not be impact, as impactful as, you know, the Omni-Man or... Uh, uh, Shane or the hand, you know, getting cut off, but uh, that would be because we're kind of used to his antics a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily bored of them or anything. I think that he could still surprise us, but to the point where we would just kind of like, 
be like, oh shit, and then tilt our head back and be go and go, that's fucking Kirkman for you. That's like M. Night Shyamalan. Like, what a mm-hmm. twist. Like, mm-hmm. there's always going to be a twist at the end. I think a third dimension type thing would be something at that level, but otherwise I don't really see it happening in this comic. This comic is just so, it's just different. It's a little bit more... You don't see uh, Kirkman blowing you away with anything? Right now, as of now, not really. Because we've gone 12 issues and there hasn't been anything like that. Yeah. I just say... It just doesn't feel like that kind of comic. I don't, I just don't like to define... I'm not saying he couldn't. I just don't like to define this as like a twist. You know what I mean? Because it's just really good storytelling. It's like impactful parts. Like Mm -hmm. Rick getting his hand cut off was unexpected. Yes. It wasn't a twist. It wasn't like, they're That's not the zombies. Thing. Thing. Shane, though, was a twist. That was, yeah. that was unexpected, too. There hasn't really been anything unexpected yet Yeah. in this. So so do, so do let's let's rephrase it, then. Do we think that Kirkman can give us something unexpected? A hundred percent, I do. He, yeah. that's, he's a storyteller. He is a storyteller, and the whole point of telling a story is to, is to, is to show an audience yeah. something that they have not seen before, and to keep them surprised and, and wanting to come back. And that's what Kirkman does. He finds a... He's amazing at writing characters and at creating... I don't understand how you can go from superhero to zombie to then science fiction and and be so consistent in like yeah. like what we're talking about. But I, I think that he can find really interesting stories and, and unexpected stories to tell in Oblivion. An infinite amount because he can do whatever the fuck he wants. It's science fiction. Mm-hmm. It's not like in, in a zombie novel or you know you can do whatever. In a superhero book, you can kind of do whatever. But this literally, he can just be like, and then aliens actually did show up on Earth, and they're like, you have to stop going to oblivion because it's a it's a farming planet that we created to, like uh, you know who yeah. knows who the fuck knows. Yep, I agree. Okay. So- you agree with what? I agree that he could do anything he wants. Yeah. And I think that he can surprise us. I think he can yep. give us some twists. And All right. Ryan's got one more email for us. I've got one from... Well, not one more, but another. I've got one from Wyatt Bridges. Oh, no. That is the last one. <laughs> <laughs> DJ. Uh, Wyatt, who provides the music for this podcast. Wyatt says, whoa, that last page. So creepy. What a great finale to the first year of this book. It really feels like that, uh, that a lot was wrapped up. And that makes me excited for all the new plot lines we'll likely be getting into in the next few issues. Speaking of which, I think we're in for a time jump between this issue and issue 13. I'm sure you guys have noticed already, but the cover of the same is the same spot Nate was standing on in the cover of issue one. But the Oblivion stuff is much more overgrown. What do you guys think? Thanks for reading and keep up the great work. Uh, I didn't see that. Hold on a second. Can we can we maybe reach a middle ground here and say that it is a time jump, but they are third dimensional beings? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm cool with that too. I, like I said, I'm cool with that. But why why a time jump with third dimensional beings in the same exact spot and not just have it be the new uh, military or whoever else is doing it now? Because it wouldn't be in Philadelphia. I want to see a cover. Do you have an issue one nearby? Not that one though. Are, are, oh, here, here. You pull it up, Bill. Are there I want to see how much overgrown it is. Are there any disti- distinguishing marks? Can you zoom in on that spacesuit? Or that look at look at the flag! Look at the flag! Fuck you! They're from another dimension. The flag has a fucking weird ass symbol on it, dude. Come on. What is Come the flag on. that Nate's holding? He's not holding a flag. Is he not holding a flag? No, he's not holding a flag in the cover of the first one. Bring up the first oh. one. No, he's not wearing. A, he's not. He doesn't have a flag. That's the front version. No, I know. You're right. So it's not. Do I have issue one of Oblivion Song on here? <laughs> did, did you have it? Of course. Um, of course. So okay. that's issue one. 
Yeah, it's definitely far wow. more overgrown. It is overgrown. It is literally the same spot because you can even see the building in the background with yep. the overgrownness. Um, okay, good catch. so that, uh, that flag, I mean, he also Wait. has like... Some kind of saw. Wait, on go, go, go. And he has the, like a sample container. Yeah, look at. So the, I'm telling you, this is like the growth. Look at the growth, though. Sorry, oh, go back sorry, to the, go. Yeah, no, that's okay. So it's going upward. Even even like the little the spikes. The tear and the spikes are the same, and it's it literally has probably another three feet grown onto it. That flag has a symbol on it. Yeah, an intentional that, symbol. Yes, on I'm it. thinking that this is a group that has formed. Over the course of several years. Like Duncan's are, group. Yeah. Like this is a, a scientific research team that that's just their flag that they're going through and staking out. Like, I don't think it matters that much. Ryan, you're really trying to not. Dude, why does he have like a test uh, uh, sample? We don't know why they're, they're why. I mean, they could be going to oblivion to research. What Just because they're third dimensional beings does not mean that they can't, you know. No, I know. I agree. I want it, Bill. I want it to be another I dimension. want it so bad. There are so many fucking hints that it's. That it's. I think uh, that okay. symbol is going to be a thing in Oblivion, like the Viltrumite symbol or something. It's going to be on T-shirts. Hmm. That'd be cool. I think it's I going want to be that. iconic. Should be. There's got to be a reason. It's got so, to come from something. <clears throat> I feel like at the end of issue 11, I think we all agreed, and I said that I was more excited for issue 12 than I had ever been for any other issue. Like I was really excited for this end of a volume or end of a volume. Yeah, end of this arc, end of the hardcover. Like I liked the idea of this issue wasn't quite what I expected, but I really liked what happened in it. Now I'm that much more excited for 13. Cause right. I want to see what happens. I want to yep. see the changes. The difference. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine if it didn't even the, the only similarities between this next arc and the previous arc that we just had was the surviving humans in oblivion. Like that's like, the only connecting thing. What if it never goes to earth? What do, what if it goes to a completely different planet and it's, and it's like this planet of aliens that, you know, it starts off. You you can see it, right? How like the first bubble is a different language, and then it says translated no, to it. you know yeah. English, and then that'd be fucking crazy. Why not? Hmm. They're aliens, dude. I don't know, man. They're fucking aliens. That looks like an alien. It spacesuit. also looks like maybe the center is the blue button on their suit, or it's the on their chest. Yeah, I don't know. It's cool. The next time we talk, we will know. We will know. All right, I think that concludes our 12th episode. Of uh, issue 12. The next uh, issue will come out March 13th, which means our next episode will come out March 15th. March 13th is the 13th issue. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Fascinating. Hmm. And it's the one-year anniversary. One year. It will be our birthday episode. Will be two. Will be one. No, will be two. Will be one. We'll no, because you're born. You're born and you're one years old? Oh, wait, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Well, technically, because you're still alive in the womb. So when you're when you're born, you say happy first birthday? Why not? It is. I know happy what you're getting, first I know birthday, what you're getting at, you're though. born. I know what you're getting at, though, because this will be our second year of doing this podcast. I mean, we're, we're not starting, even one. starting our we second year. We are starting our second year. We yeah. have not accomplished our second year. Yeah. We haven't succeeded at it yet. Yeah. We're starting our second year, so we're more one year than we are two. Exactly. Okay, that's how math works, everyone. (laughs) All right, until next time. Yeah, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. bye.